Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. On today's program, we're going to be talking about a topic that I find impacting many more families than I ever thought it would. I'm running into it with the parents, sometimes with the kids, but it's definitely impacting the family's ability to connect at a heart level. And that issue is the issue of rejection. Rejection is something that I'm finding, especially in fathers, that can cause significant issues in connecting with their spouse and kids. Whether it's the moms, the fathers, or kids who have encountered significant levels of rejection, I've found that it has a profound impact on a family's ability to connect with one another. In extreme cases, I've seen situations where a husband's been unable to see the pain the wife is going through in the midst of a significant health issue because of perceived rejection on the part of the husband. Was it his intent to overlook his wife's pain and hurt? No, but the rejection and the feelings that came back haunted him so strongly he was unable to be there for his wife. As a result of what I'm seeing on a regular basis with families, I decided to dig into the psychological research on rejection, and what I found was both fascinating, illuminating, and also alarming. And so in this program today, what we're going to be talking about is rejection, the research, what it leads to in our lives, and how it impacts our families, and why we want to avoid at all costs causing our kids to end up feeling rejected by us because the last thing we want is them to carry a rejection issue into their future families. So this is an important program because it's something that, while I didn't think it was that serious, being rejected, it turned out in the research and what I'm seeing with families to be far more serious than I ever imagined. When someone's encountered significant rejection in their past, especially as a child growing up, the pain sticks with us a lot longer than we might imagine. In fact, the psychological research into rejection found a number of surprising things. The first being that the pain that we encounter when we're rejected actually is transmitted on the same pathways in the brain as physical pain. Here's why that's such a significant deal. Physical pain is designed to help protect us. When we're a child, let's say, and we touch the stove, and our hand feels that burning sensation, it's actually imprinted on our brain. Why? So that we'll never touch the hot stove again. Since emotional rejection is transmitted over those same physical pain pathways in the brain, that same thing happens with this type of emotional pain. It's imprinted on our brains. The challenge is we can't avoid it. Unlike with physical pain where we can never touch the hot stove again, when we get into relationships, especially close family relationships like marriages and with our kids, there are going to be things that our kids say and do that our spouse says and does that will seem like rejection. 
given that that pain has been imprinted in our brains, when we start to encounter perceived rejection with our spouse or our kids, it can bring back that pain. In fact, the studies showed that the pain can be triggered and brought back much more so than actual physical pain, which is where the problem comes in. It comes in because oftentimes what our kids or spouse is saying actually isn't truly rejecting us. We're perceiving it that way because we have a heightened sensitivity to rejection. And this is why people with rejection issues in their past often have a hard time truly connecting at a heart level to their family, to their kids, because they're guarding themselves unconsciously. They don't want to get close because the pain of rejection for them is so high. And since this is all happening unconsciously, Oftentimes, the person that's feeling rejected, the person with the rejection issue in their past, will see the pain solely coming from the individual in front of them, their spouse or their kids. So their kids may say something like, Dad, you're mean, and that can kick off so much pain that that person is deeply wounded and will respond in one of two ways, fight or flight. They'll either get angry and go on the attack because they feel the pain, or they'll sequester themselves, they'll retreat and hide. Both of those things can leave their child feeling rejected. It's a vicious cycle. This is the reason I believe I'm finding so many families who live under the same roof but feel very alone. Because according to psychology today, rejection destabilizes our need to belong. See, we're all wired to belong to a group, to a family. But when we've encountered deep rejection in our past, it destabilizes our need to belong. All of a sudden, we're guarding ourselves. All of a sudden, we won't put our full emotional being into the relationship. So our need to belong diminishes, and we can become fiercely independent, which will lead to loneliness for us, but also for our family members who are trying to connect to us. And, of course, loneliness pulls right back on that sense of being rejected by our family, back to that vicious cycle where the sense of rejection and loneliness can grow and grow and grow, literally tearing a family apart. You'll recall from one of our previous programs on loneliness that loneliness had proven to be infectious. It spreads in social systems like a family. When loneliness begins in one place, it ends up everywhere, and everyone can end up feeling rejected, and then our kids can end up with rejection issues, which is why some of the people I'm coaching right now are seeing the generational impact of rejection stemming back three and four generations. Unfortunately, this loneliness and pain can have a negative impact on our behavior. In the Psychology Today article, 10 Surprising Facts About Rejection, it says this, Rejection creates surges of anger and aggression. In 2001, the Surgeon General of the U.S. issued a report stating that rejection was a greater risk for adolescent violence than drugs, poverty, or gang membership. Countless studies have demonstrated that even mild rejection can lead people to take out their aggression on innocent bystanders which is what we were talking about earlier, where we feel that rejection is actually flowing out of our past, but we associate it with our child or our spouse, and they're the problem. They're the ones we blame. And all of a sudden, our anger is coming out on them in ways that lead to them having rejection issues. And none of us wants this for our kids. 
This is the reason we need to stop and ask ourselves as parents, do I encounter strong feelings of rejection on a regular basis? If we do, we'll likely have a hard time controlling our reactions, our anger, and we'll likely blame those around us for our pain. For some of us who are fighting our reactions in anger, this may help us understand why we're having such a hard time defeating it. And it's why it's so important for us to stop and recognize that the rejection in our past is actually haunting us in our present with our families. Unfortunately, the research into rejection doesn't end here. The person with the rejection issue who's having a hard time connecting deeply and emotionally with their family members and who is feeling rejected on a regular basis and thus hurt and oftentimes responding in anger and blaming those around them for that rejection end up turning on themselves. Why? Because they start looking for reasons that they're constantly rejected. And in this pursuit, they end up destroying their own self-image. And so this person that's already lonely, has a rejection issue, was deeply rejected as a child, is all of a sudden looking at themselves and coming to very negative conclusions about themselves because they're constantly feeling that rejection from the people closest to them. So there must be something wrong with them. Of course, this internal negativity only makes things worse as it causes them to withdraw further and feel even more lonely. In essence, the person with the rejection issue turns on themselves and ends up rejecting themselves, making the rejection issue only greater, meaning they're more and more sensitive to even smaller and smaller perceived rejections. And I've seen this in so many situations between parents and their kids. One I can't help but forget was a girl who was right on the edge of suicide, and she kept trying to live up to her parents' expectations, but she always felt like she fell short, and she felt deeply, deeply alone. She felt alone because it turns out her mom had been rejected. She was in a highly abusive home growing up, and as a result, every time her daughter did or said something, even made a mistake, the mom would take it personally, take it like she was being rejected, and the pain she would feel was huge. And so that would lead to anger and often a desire to get even, which is what was turning into such a destructive cycle between her and her daughter. and was why her daughter was clinically depressed, dealing with massive anxiety, and on the verge of suicide when I was called in to work with them after they had been with multiple counselors and psychologists. For parents or kids stuck in this cycle of rejection where they now are identifying the reasons that they're so horrible, that they're so wrong, they're constantly rejected, this is a really damaging thing. And for their families, being unable to connect them and being the target for the blame, for the rejection, it's clearly damaging as well. So when we come back in a couple of minutes, we'll continue looking at the research and start talking about what we need to do if we find ourselves and our families stuck in a cycle of rejection and loneliness. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, and today we're talking about this challenging topic of rejection. Rejection is something that I never thought was as serious as it truly is. The research indicates that the pain of rejection travels on the same pathways as physical pain, which is why it can be imprinted on our brains and can impact us the rest of our life because we have a heightened sensitivity to rejection, can perceive it even in the smallest things our spouse or kids do, and that can lead to both anger issues 
as well as self-destructive tendencies where we go seeking inside the reasons that we're constantly feeling rejected. There must be something wrong with us. So it can destroy our self-image while making family relationships challenging because we're guarding ourselves. We can't truly trust ourselves or put our heart in our spouse or our kids' hands because we're constantly feeling that extreme pain of rejection. For family members who are living alongside someone that has that rejection issue from their past, it can be really difficult and frustrating as well because we're constantly sharing things with them that we believe should make sense, should help them understand what's going on, and that they should be able to stop this cycle of constantly either retreating and hiding from their family or getting angry, and normally it's a mix of both. They both retreat and hide as well as get angry when they feel rejected. The rejection research sheds light into this as well. One of the more surprising facts that I found in the research indicates that rejection pain does not respond to reason. In fact, in studies where people knew they were going to be rejected or that the people who rejected them were part of a hate group that in general hated their category of people, it did not diminish the sense of pain or rejection for those who had rejection issues. This is why it's important for the family members to remember that they are encountering very real pain and it's not by their choice. It's not a decision they're making. It's something that's getting triggered from their past. This is one of the reasons that in my coaching with families, I talk regularly about no longer seeing blame. So often we get trapped in this blame mindset in our families, and what we're not realizing is there's a lot of emotional stuff going on underneath that is resulting in these reactions, these decisions that are hurting others in our family or that just don't seem to make sense. It's not because we want to hurt each other intentionally. And so blame really shouldn't have a place in our family culture because when we've got someone with a rejection issue who is perceiving rejection around every corner, even where it really doesn't exist, it can get really frustrating. And their anger and their responses, their retreating can all leave us hurt. And so it's really easy to start blaming each other. But this will only make things worse. It's why we need to stop and really look at ourselves, not on the surface, not what we're doing and saying, but what's going on inside. Where are we at emotionally? What are we feeling? And is it just a result of what's going on in our homes today? Or are we dealing with ghosts from the past? So how do we turn the corner when we're dealing with a rejection issue? What's interesting is that they found in the research that that if the person with a rejection issue will take the risk and really begin to reconnect with the people closest to them, it will actually soothe the pain of rejection. But this requires our families to have a sound resolution process, a process where we're not talking about the facts and who said what and who did what wrong, but rather where we're actually talking about our feelings where we sit down calmly and we share, right now I'm feeling hurt, I'm feeling rejected because this was said, and where the other person can share their feelings and say, that's not what I was intending, what I was saying was this, and we begin to hear and really understand each other. 
in this type of process, the person who has a rejection issue will come to understand that their pain isn't just flowing from this little thing their kid said, especially once they hear what their kid was meaning and why they said it, because maybe they were hurt by something we did. Maybe when they said, Dad, you're mean, we really were mean, and we need to look at that and apologize for it, as opposed to let our rejection issues from our past swamp our boat, lead to anger, and squash our kid. The only way to begin getting past rejection issue is to take the risk and begin to reconnect because that does soothe the emotional pain according to the psychological studies. We also need to turn and look at our past. We need to recognize where we were actually rejected and what those feelings were way back then so that we can come to recognize them now. A big part of overcoming these things is to recognize what we were feeling, how wrong it was, and to seek to allow those emotions that have been stuffed deep within us to come to the surface and begin to let them out through grieving. It's absolutely essential that we no longer bottle that pain that can be triggered by small, perceived rejections from our family today. Recently, I worked with a son who had been deeply rejected by his mom, hurt by a divorce, and had a father who was very, very focused on his behavior and strong consequences for that behavior, which only left the kid feeling more and more rejected and alone. He developed massive anger issues, and it was because of this deep sense of rejection he carried around. Even the littlest things that happened could cause him to feel rejection, which triggered massive anger that exploded in the family, exploded on the father who was trying to figure out desperately how to get him to stop the angry, disrespectful behavior. But that wasn't the problem. It was because the kid was feeling deeply alone and deeply rejected, and the pain had been so deeply imprinted on his mind that whenever he felt it, even if it wasn't genuinely happening at that moment, it was perceived it exploded in anger because the pain was so great. The father's attempts to stop this through ratcheting up consequences and stronger and stronger reactions back only increased the kid's sense of being rejected, of not being part of the family. It was a vicious cycle that had to end. For it to end, it had to begin with the father being willing to see the issue in a different light and being able to respond and handle things differently. Whether we're already dealing with a child that has a rejection issue, or we simply as parents want to avoid creating rejection issues in our kids, there's something we definitely need to do in our families. We need to become a student of each other's nonverbal communication. The best way to avoid creating a rejection issue in our kids is to recognize their nonverbal communication. When they look frustrated, when they look hurt, when they look like they want to check out or tune us out, that's a great time rather than feeling rejected ourselves and reacting. We need to stop and ask some questions. Like, I just noticed your face do this. It looked like you were starting to get frustrated or it looked like you were starting to tune me out. What's going on right now? How are you feeling inside? Get them to share their feelings. That way, you'll know if they're starting to feel rejected. You'll know if they're starting to feel hopeless or alone. 
this is absolutely essential to avoiding kids that feel rejected. When they're able to share their feelings with us, when they're able to have those feelings understood and have us respond in ways that begins to resolve those feelings in the family culture, in the way we interact with them, there's no way they can end up feeling rejected. And there's no way they'll develop a rejection issue. And for us parents who may be dealing with rejection issue, we need to stop and recognize it. We need to realize that the rejection we're feeling over these small things our spouse and kids are doing and saying is not truly rejection. It's our feelings. It's the sensitivities. It's that imprinted memory, that imprinted painful memory from our past that triggers when our kids and spouse do something small. We've got to be willing to turn and face it, to seek help, to find a counselor, to contact Revive Family and seek some coaching, to begin to go back, identify the source of the rejection, the pain from that rejection, and begin to allow that pain to escape us, to flow out of us, as opposed to stay bottled up inside unconsciously, sabotaging us from having the truly deep, connected relationships we desire to have that we need to have if we're going to overcome the pain that we feel of rejection. And this is where we need to turn the corner to the program as to how are we parenting our kids today. Unfortunately, our research with thousands of kids has identified the fact that many of the strategies that are taught and that we learn from our parents related to traditional parenting styles of rules and consequences or boundaries and consequences or whatever you want to call it does leave kids feeling rejected. They don't feel heard, they don't feel understood, and they often walk away from the harsh interactions that happen in a traditional parenting situation where we're going to take away their phone and they react and then we push back. They're not up there learning. They're not up there growing. They're up there feeling how unfair, unloved, unheard, ununderstood all of this was. And it is a sense of rejection that comes from these parenting strategies. If you're looking for a new, more positive way to parent, please check out our online class, Influential Parenting. It will give you a new positive way to address issues in your family. It will change the culture of your family from one that's looking at performance and blame and right and wrong to one that builds understanding and relationship. It will help you begin to overcome rejection issues that may be building in your family. As always, Revive Families here to help. We love working with families directly, whether it be through the membership that will be up shortly where you can get on a weekly conference call with me, my wife, and other influential parents and get your questions answered or in direct coaching where we help families each and every day. If you'd like to talk with me further about rejection and how it's impacting your family, please don't hesitate to call me at 970-259-2161. As always, we want to be here to help you connect at a heart level with your families. So we hope this program on rejection has been helpful, that it's given you some new insights to what may be going on with your child or with your spouse, and that you'll find freedom from rejection in your home in the coming months. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back next week with Revive Families Connecting Hearts.